All right, I think we'll do a proper intro this time instead of going mid-conversation. Yeah, we've I've noticed that when we start recording, we like we didn't ever say who our names were, what our names were. Well, it was all my fault. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I just kind of recorded middle mid-conversation. Um, You're like, this is good stuff. Hold on, let's play or record, which I get. You got spur of the moment, or it's like, because like it's it's like you know it's like a warm up. Yeah. You kind of have to warm the car before you go. It was like, you kind of have to talk before you could talk type of thing. Yeah. Like, not go in cold, so to speak. Speaking, but, yeah. speaking of Russia, have we canceled Yakov Smirnov yet? Oh. In Soviet Russia, culture cancels you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid. Those commercials used to play. Like, I was like six. And like, by the way, if you follow him on... um. Social media. He's like a right winger. He's a conservative. Oh, for real? It's weird. Um, from what I remember seeing a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's kind of a conservative. He, I'm not sure where he, I hadn't seen his social media in the present day. Yeah. Like in this tense part of the, you know, he's from Russia. Or oh, I think he's right. I think he is from Russia. He's not pretend to be Russian, is he? I think he is I have Russian. No clue. Not like a whole Sasha Baron Cohen thing. I think he is Russian. But yeah. Kind of a right winger. It's weird. The hashtags he used it was weird. It was like, uh, okay, uh, the audience that you're getting are going to be laughing at you, not with you. But all right, um, they're going to think that you're like a Borat on a budget, even though you were first. They're just going to think you're just like a right wing Borat. Have at it. But um, but yeah, in Soviet, and yeah, that was that was that was like a, one of the first memes. You would just say yeah. in Soviet Russia, car parks you and stuff like like just say it in reverse. <laughs> And what you think about that punchline, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, what? What do you mean? It, the, it happens to me? I think he, um, it probably goes like the, like, ha-ha, communism bad type of thing, because no one knows the definition of communism. They think, you know... Everyone gets paid the same. Yeah, or socialism is when government does stuff. Communism is when people take stuff. Like, it's really basic. But then when you ask them capitalism, they're going to write a book about it. Well, you see, the free market, and you know, it's um, having half knots, and you know, you gotta work hard. And like, all right, you gotta write a book about capitalism, but you can reduce everything else to one sentence. Cool. But yeah, introductions. Whoops. Look at that. We did it again. (laughs) Sorry. This is uh, Luis. And I'm Herb. And yeah, this is Silica Joe Podcast. Uh, What was I gonna say? Oh, I was thinking of a character Yoda, but Yakov Smirnov. (laughs) How would that work? Let's see. Uh, in in the um what 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 planet? Coruscant is yeah. that where they're from? Right, I think so. In Coruscant, um, the Force has you, or the Force it has you. How would he say it? Yeah, how would he say it? Yeah, because <laughs> it's already weird when Yakov says it. Yeah, chime in. Yeah, mm, in Soviet Coruscant, the Force you have. Yep, don't know how you'd say it. Um. I always found that funny because if you, you know, it's the same voice as Miss Piggy. Is it really? Yoda, it's the same voice actor. So it's like, Kermit! Yoda. It's the same voice. You can't unhear it after a while. It's like, hi, oh, I'm Kermit. Kermit! And Yoda. It's, it's, all, <laughs> it's all the same. And I think Grover is up here. Super Grover! It's all up here. It's all yeah. the same people. When you're four, you don't care. Yeah. But it's like, Save on voice acting. But yeah, I don't know how Yoda, Yoda Smirnoff. 
I mean, that's something that you would see him at the cantina doing a really bad. Because yeah. Yoda's one of the one aliens they don't they don't know the we don't know the actual name of his species. species. Like yeah. it does not written down. It's not in the lore book. Yeah. Like there's Yoda and there's Yaddles, the girl Yoda, which I don't know. I can't remember where she showed up in. But yeah, have you seen Yaddles? I haven't. It's a girl Yoda. I assume it's extended universe. Yeah, I'm not sure if like, because you know when Disney, I think you told me that when Disney bought Star Wars, they just uncanonized stuff. Right, everything that, everything before that acquisition was, that isn't the main movies were, um, you know, like you said, uncanonized. Yeah, that means that awful video game, the fighting game. Star Wars Masters of Terrorist Kasi. Have you played that? I don't think so. You're not missing much. It's was bad. it an arcade? No, it was a PS1 game. Oh, okay. My brother bought it home because my brother used to bring home random fighting games. And, like, it was all floaty. And so when you jumped, you stayed jumped in the air. Yeah. I was like, I know it's a space, but come down once. <laughs> like, Darth Vader was, like, really skinny. They messed him up. There was a cool character named Mara yeah. Jade. And I think she ended up in other stuff. Right, right, right. She was, like, the one new character because Han Solo Luke was all but then Mara Jade was in it I was like who's she who's like the female Jedi yeah and like that name stuck um but yeah Yoda Smirnoff is uncanonized <laughs> rip but yeah uh, you a fan of uh, weird flavors um it depends like if it's a weird um drink flavor yeah I'm more apt to drink that than a weird food flavor to yeah. eat that have you heard of this that I'm drinking? So Coca-Cola, they have this, I guess, new line of limited flavors under their Creations brand. This one's called Starlight. They call it a space-flavored cola. What does space taste like? Well, <laughs> well, I've been drinking it. I, I've tried it before. And um, also, let me just go on a tangent that the whole experience of drinking soda, I think... Plastic is the worst drinking experience, and then I think can is probably at the top. Like, oh, the only reason I, I bring that up is because, um, you know, recently, or I think if I don't know how many years ago, but uh, Coca Cola reformulated their uh, Coke Zero. To, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, so it was originally Coke Zero, and then they rebranded to Coke Zero Sugar, and then now every brand has a zero sugar like line, but. Yeah, when I first tried the new formula, um, it was from the plastic bottle, and it was terrible. Then uh, my work, they stock... Whenever I do go to the office, they stock up on a whole bunch of soda and other stuff. They had Coke Zero Sugar in the can. Totally different experience. Yeah, it's because, like, the plastic... You taste the plastic almost. I was like, because, you know, you, you taste what you... You know, you smell it. Yeah, if you can, if you can't smell, you know, food tastes awful, and you know, you can't taste as well. Yeah, but like plastic does have a smell, so right. like you're smelling the plastic. Also, you, they're in like what these freight trucks for yeah, who knows how long in the absorb. Heat. Yeah, yeah. That, that does that does matter. Like, you know, like I buy the two liter Mountain Dew. It's sometimes hit or miss. Like the last bottle of Mountain yeah. Dew was flat. It's some, you can't do anything about it. It's like right. you open it and you don't hear a noise. You're like, yep, it's flat. Because it, you know, maybe it like gets jostled around in the truck. Yeah. Or like you said, it's the heat. I don't think those are refrigerated because it's all metal in there. Yeah. So, you know, during the summer months, it's getting warmer around here in the DFW. So, yeah, it's probably that heat and it's 
that liquid is absorbing that whatever's in the plastic. Yeah, the BPA giving us giving me my estrogen. <laughs> is that what in the plastic? Like, I think so. I think that's one of the concerns about BPA in plastic is that it like you know turns you soy. Oh, that's what's going. That's that's the yeah. The, it's feminizing. Yeah, you. it's feminizing. Yeah, every like it's you. You, that's what you get for drinking. You're drinking a woman's drink because there's no sugar in it. And now you're going to get plastic boobs because you're drinking that. It's like, just what you deserve. Lib cuck. You're getting your soy titties. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, how's it like? Does it taste sweet? Like, what's it? Oh. Um, like a... I think what I described it uh, recently was it tastes like um, cotton candy... Coca-Cola and Newports. <laughs> Only because like there's like a, a a minty aftertaste. Like they added like a mintiness at the end. See that they gotta warn like that's a thing. They gotta warn me about that one. Cause like mint is like you gotta be for me, I gotta be in the mood for mint. Yeah. Like people, it's not like a, a, like profoundly minty. It's like that okay. minty freshness at the very like Okay. End. It's not like drop it, mint patty. Where it's like, or five gum. Oh, no, no, Where no, it's no. like, boom, It's ice. like, yeah, just the after effect of the ice part. But it's not like, it doesn't burn. Like, okay. if you're like doing mouthwash or something like that. Okay. Yeah, because the cotton candy, I can dig. I remember whenever the bubblicious cotton candy was new. That's all I would chew. I mean, it was a sin how much I liked that gum. Do you remember that gum? It was the it was blue and pink, and it was like oh swirly. yeah yeah right 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 it, the roughest it probably damaged my teeth so fast it was just like you could just feel the sugar just do great against your teeth <laughs> so like artificial cotton candy ta- which that's a stupid thing to say right artificial cotton candy but it's not like the actual cotton candy from like the fair yeah and they gotta like synthesize it into like a gum right or like liquefy it I think Joan isn't Jones. Soda have a cotton candy. I think I they have cotton candy and bubble gum. Two of my actually, those are when I come to think about it, those are my two favorite Is flavors. It, it's, I'm thinking about one, one, one of them's blue, right? Right. I think that's the bubble gum. See, I, that's what I was thinking. I, I thought they had. I know they also do like gravy. That you know, have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's uh, like in the whole like, I guess it's a Thanksgiving release. <laughs> I like the. They don't do that. The, I've seen a bacon soda. Uh, have I tried it? It's like, I think I did try it in the past. It's yeah, like it's a like, gag soda, but like people drink that unironically. Yeah, they also, that same brand, I know which one you're talking about. They have a ranch, ranch one, yeah. buffalo wing, yep. buffalo, corn. Yeah. Corn? Oh, yeah. no. Never mind. <laughs> people like mix them. Like, like it's like going to Buffalo Wild Wings and yeah. throwing it in a blender. Actually, I, I, I've tried most of those. The buffalo wing one, actually, uh, I think it was at Akon. They have like an icebreaker event that we go to oh yeah yeah and there was like a i guess a chug competition thing and i participated and they were like all right you get the buffalo wing one and i you know i'm actually pretty if you know me i'm pretty good at chugging <laughs> now i wouldn't mind that one because i i drink hot sauce for fun like yeah. if i need to like i crave salt sometimes yeah and i'm like i don't have anything to put this on so i'll just take the hot sauce and just dump it in my mouth like a few and just hold it in there it's probably not healthy um, so I think, but buffalo sauce, that's a little different because it's, yeah. is it tangy? Like, I, I barely remember. That was like, it's like 2016 maybe. I suppress it. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, what was I going to say? I already forgot. But um, yeah, uh, and also I read there's a new flavor coming out that from Coca-Cola Creations that is uh, metaverse inspired. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think it's called Coca Cola Bite with a you know B Y T E Metaverse Bites as in like B I T E sucks. It's gonna taste like it's gonna cost like five times the money, and it's like yeah, it's what it feels like being in a metaverse. You, it's the same experience. You just spent five times the money. You see, you're already here. Um, it's I don't a, remember. I read a review, but I don't remember what it they the, said. The bottle's empty. <laughs> like, you see, it looks empty. It's because it is, but it's not. It's like an NFT. You own it, yeah. but you don't own it. The soda, it's still... You got the blockchain receipt. Yeah. The the soda is still in the vat. So technically, you have it. All you have to do is click the link, and then you get to see a picture of okay. your soda okay. in the yeah. vat. And you keep the bottle. It's sealed tight for some odd reason, but you don't open it. So you don't want to distort the value of it. If you said that to somebody who's into that stuff, they'd buy it. They're like, oh, I get it. I get it. Let me just hold the bottle, close my eyes, and then stick my tongue out and imagine yeah. I'm drinking it. <laughs> uh, Metaverse. They just any God. Never mind. Any just buzzwords. Just say buzzwords. Throw them together. And like, I like marketing and branding and stuff. And yeah. so like, I'm pretty sure when they came up with like a Metaverse inspired soda, they yeah. high five themselves. They're like, yes. they're like, yes, we got it. Sounds of the back's patents. Like, you did it, Jim. That quarterly bonus is yours. Damn it. Anyway, metaverse. How? Never mind. I'll, I'll start yelling. Don't but worry. I will try it once it comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try it. Just to, <laughs> I, I'll do things for the memes. Right. Like, oh, this is a good meme. Yeah. Like when, you know, the when Coke started putting names on the sodas, good stuff. They did that in the 90s. But they kept, they brought it back. Um, and then it was like when you couldn't find your name, they just put like a random name. Like oh, that's right. Yeah, friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, your name's not here. Try with a friend, your mom, your boss. I don't my boss anything. <laughs> uh, so all in all, Coca-Cola Starlight, it's good. That, oh, yeah, speaking of weird flavors, I remember uh, there's like a... Speaking of like mint flavor in stuff that shouldn't be there, um, there were these uh, Italian... There's this like Italian, uh, I guess, sort of grocery store inside North Park Mall called Italy. Oh, Italy. is it is that like Marbatali's place? I have no clue. Because he has a I thought that was a restaurant called Italy. Yeah, it's I like a, that's it's, his. it's a restaurant slash uh, Yeah, I think that's Marbatali. Oh shit, I did not know that. I think so. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some stuff come up, didn't he? Yeah. Like I I allegedly. But yeah. Uh they have these uh chips, these Italian potato chips that were uh chili and mint. Wow, that I wouldn't. Wow, were, both were pretty. Like the chili flavor was weak, and the mint was really. Like, uh, basically, the closest thing I could describe was the starlight. It's oh, like, was it chili and mint together? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like mixed flavor. No, no. It's oh, like I guess it's like a, se- a chili mint seasoning. Oh, but like the, the flavors are together though. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's you didn't taste like like if I were to describe it, it's like I don't know mint. Like if you were chewing mint, it's not going to taste like what you think of mint like mint flavoring yeah because i got a friend who has like a mint plant in her backyard yeah. that grows and like mint the mint plant has like you can tell that's the plant yeah so i wonder what that would taste like if you chewed the leaf 
Like you're probably gonna get like chlorophyll. Yeah. And and mint. And I'm assuming if it's like seasoning, I guess that's what you would call it. Yeah. It's not as processed. I'm assuming, like you know, like like a ground pepper, right? Or like cinnamon. Yeah. It's not processed. It's like straight from the plant itself, and that's yeah. it. Like it didn't go through a, a process. But I could imagine, like, yeah, because my experience with mint is like peppermint candy, or mouthwash, or toothpaste, or like ice cream. No, not, no, mint ice cream is a sin. Um, to me. <laughs> but like chili and mint I would have never I mean it really just tasted like a potato chip with a cooling aftertaste it probably tastes I would I could imagine if it it's bold like yeah. it's like a rush of flavor like no it's very subtle oh really yeah. really it was yeah. subtle yeah wow so, yeah it was just like you don't get the chili and you don't get the mint so it's just like a subpar experience it's just like I guess the main I guess cool draw is that you're eating chips and uh it tastes it like it has a cooling aftertaste. It's like icy hot for food. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, you want to experience the? You know what your back feels like after a long day at work? What do you, what do you, you put that on your tongue? But yeah, I don't know if I try that. Um, cause well, you not get after the, you know Mario Batali. Yeah. You know, was it like pie. was it like workplace stuff or like worse stuff? I want to say I don't want to put hierarchy on like <laughs> violations. But I thought it was like some SA stuff. Was it that or like? Uh, I allegedly? think I think it was workplace stuff. Workplace, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm gonna sue. I remember him. I remember that name coming up in like. Oh no, not him. You yeah. Because TV chefs, we were you know like that was the '90s, right? Like it was Julia Child in the '80s and Chef Prudhomme, and then you know Lagasse happened, and then Batali happened, and then. Guy, um, Guy Fieri, which is, that was like a unique case because he was not really a chef. Yeah, he was like, I think he got his thing because it was Food Network star. It was like a competition. It was a competition show. show. Yeah, and he won it. But like the fact that that really look at that, like that competition show probably did. Like if you look at what like America Idol did for people, yeah, that Food Network show probably had like one of the biggest impacts in pop culture. Yeah, like Kelly Clarkson had a big impact, of course. Um, you know, you look at like Carrie Underwood, you look at like Fantasia, Jennifer Hudson, yeah, like some of those, right? But then you look at like Guy Fieri is like he became a meme and like yeah. a pop culture thing on the level of like Shrek, yeah, or, like it was a he really reached high levels of pop culture. He was not a chef at all, right? He was just a guy who liked food, which I think is a pretty relatable thing. Especially to America, which we don't really have our own cuisine. Like America, like what's American food, right? Yeah. Regional food we have, but like what is American food is like hot dogs, hamburgers, French fries, and like some bastardization of like Mexican food or Italian food. It's like, you know, it's that. Yeah. But like he kind of embodied like he's a fun dude who liked food, and became a thing. That never happened again. Like. Who can that happen to? And it's like, yeah, like Rachel Ray was kind of that, where she wasn't really a chef. She's like a regular person who liked to cook. Yeah. Um, like her whole gimmick was like, she didn't call them mashed potatoes. She called them smashed potatoes. That was her gimmick. But then like they put her up next to Jada de Laurentiis, 
And like she took herself a bit too serious and it was like they're opposites, but I don't know why. <laughs> and then Nigella Lawson, who was like kind of in the middle, if I can remember that correctly. She was like British. Um I zoned out because she's pretty good looking. Um I'm picturing her in my head. <laughs> Nigella Lawson, look her up. Um you're gonna find cocaine stories allegedly. But ignore those. But yeah, Guy Fieri, yeah, I forgot. It was all the who am I think the Neelys. Remember them? It was the barbecue. Uh, there was another Food Network show. I don't know if it was about barbecue, but the Neely family ended up winning that. Yeah. And they had some kind of like they had a career boost after that. Yeah. Like they had their own line of spices and sauces, I think. And then the main dude, not the main dude, the dude, because the husband and wife, the dude hosted a family dollar game show. Did you know that existed? No. It was, he, the like host family, of, like the store? Yeah, weird. There's a video about it on YouTube. It's it's like, it's you feel like you're having a stroke watching how that show happened. But like, yeah, he was the only other like Food Network reality show star that got something. But no one near Guy Fieri. No one near. Like you see a, when, I got a picture of, um, um I, it was, was his, um, a Fest 2019, it was a um, Miku. Um, what's the what's the um, Vocaloid? Is it Miku Hatsune? Miku, yeah. It was a Miku Hatsune Guy Fieri cosplay mashup. The funniest thing, because she had the green wig, and then she also had like the Guy Fieri goatee and the flame shirt. And I like I had to get a picture. It was it was a good cosplay. <laughs> it's like who like that is just that's like what level of celebrity is that? Like yeah. he is just. I don't want to like be hyperbolic, say Mickey Mouse, but he's a character, right? Like Guy Fieri is a character. You see a flaming shirt and spiked blonde tips, you're gonna say Guy Fieri. Yeah. Oops. This is real life. Do a life. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's peaked as soon as. I mean, he was on a Super Bowl commercial. This uh, year. Yeah. And uh, it took that long to get a Super Bowl commercial. I think so. Yeah. Wow. It was for uh, Bud Light. Seltzer, like their new seltzer line of soda flavors, which I've tried, they're good. <laughs> but and it was because of that commercial. You know, commercials work, people. They you, fooled me. Yeah, like because people like to say you can't sell. Like the people who always say that you can't sell to me, probably are being sold to. Like if in if, ways that you know, yeah, like I'm unsuspecting. Yeah, because they though the the ad agencies try to target people who say that. It's like, oh, that doesn't work on me. It's like, yeah, they're they're in the in the laboratory fine tuning a formula to get it to work on you, and before you know it, you are a an ambassador to this product. Yeah, and especially like if it's a novel thing, like you said, it's the new seltzer, a beer soda. Yeah, soda flavored. You know, as a soda head. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty novel. Yeah. So it's like out of the curiosity, even though like the commercial didn't work, the product worked. And that's the other part of advertising that people don't remember. Like, they might not keep in mind. The commercial doesn't have to work. The mere product works. They're not trying to... Like, they're trying to convince you to buy it. Yeah. But they also know they got to put something on the market that people will want to buy in the first place. And if people... Like you say, you're a soda head, so you probably want to see what this is all about. Yeah. You were sold no matter what. It could have just been a regular commercial with the can in a black background. Seltzer. And then you would have been like, Really? And you would have bought it probably. Yeah. But the fact that like the commercial grabbed you 
Because that's the thing, right? They want the commercials to go viral. Some That's what those things... They, that's what they... First and foremost, how can we get people to do the advertising for us? Right. And then you see it so much, it's like second nature. It just becomes like white noise. And then you're subconsciously looking for it. Subconsciously, I almost fell apart in that word. But yeah, commercials do work. I used to think that, no, I'm not, I can't be sold to. Yeah. I think what it, what it is, is I'm more alert to a commercial. Like, I know the cynical nature of a yeah. commercial. And I'm like, I understand why they're putting the celebrity in there. Some, because like some of them are self-aware now. They'll put the celebrity in there knowing that people can see the cynical nature of it. It's yeah. like, oh, we're just, the commercials have called it out. Like, they'll mention that they're putting a celebrity in this commercial. Like, you've seen them overbook celebrities in the commercial. Like It's yeah. just like, celebrity after celebrity. And it's like, like the What's Up commercials, I think, had celebrities in it. Like, they, the new iterations. Or am I thinking about the Scary Movie parody? Where it was like, the Scream ghost? Yeah. But, yeah. The thing is, yeah. The ad agencies know the cynical natures of ads. And they play upon that. And they become relatable, which that's a whole different topic about relatable. Oh, yeah. I hate that. God, like, man. The funniest thing was when Sonny D was like feeling suicidal. Like, what? I'm like, there's no way I'm reading this. And like other brands are chiming in telling Sonny D it's going to be okay. I'm like, am I having a fever dream? Like Sonny Delight is depressed and other brands are talking him off the ledge? This is happening on my Twitter feed? Yeah. In real time? Oh. Uh, maybe they should log off. But yeah, that's a different topic. Yeah. About relatable, quote unquote, relatable brands. I think it started with Wendy's and uh, I hate I hate that whole brand of, you know, it, yeah. social media for brands. It was, it was Wendy's? I think so, and yeah. And then, but if you remember, Denny's got on Tumblr and was being really weird on Tumblr. Like in 2012. Uh-huh. And it was like, they were being, it was like non-sequitur posts, really existential stuff. It was weird. Yeah. And they were like, what is up with Denny's? Like, who's running this account? Right. And I think they just, that was the era where they were just, corporations was just learning social media. Yeah. And Tumblr was still a big player. And I bet they were like, all right, let's hand the keys to some young kid. Or I, I always assume they're probably just 40-year-olds who like maybe early yeah. on but I, you can tell now it's young people running those accounts like in basketball the uh, Portland Trailblazers yeah I mean funny um, they were one of the first but they're funny Sacramento Kings is funny because the team was real bad and they play up on it um, some social media accounts take themselves too serious but like some know how to have fun I think early on though it was probably some older person trying to speak in a young kid's language before we knew, before we used the word boomer. Yeah. It was just some kind of like old person, just hello fellow kids type thing. Yeah. And I think they figured it wasn't, you know how you can do that ironically where you can pretend to be hip, but then make that the joke. But if you don't have a grasp on social media, you can't do that. Yeah. Like you can kind of play up on the fact that you're out of touch, but then I didn't have that tone yet. But now I think it's mastered to the point where it's like obnoxious. Yeah. And like, like you said, Wendy's is really smarmy. Like Wendy's, they, they, whoever still runs that account is just like, good. I will give them that. They're clever. Um, but 
it is annoying that people are they will fall for it and because I remember was it Wendy's had the situation where it was the tomato farms I can't remember what country it was in Central America somewhere and they were mistreating their workers uh-huh. and it's like it's no coincidence that Wendy's is really engaging on social media but yet like the stories out there that the tomato farmers are being mistreated that supply their tomatoes yeah and it's like so you kind of have to look at that nature of why is this company front-facing this way? Yeah. Like, Elon Musk is, like, coming out and saying he wants to buy Twitter. But it's like, yeah, Elon Musk isn't, like, Tesla's always in the news for something. And so, like, he tries to, like, do something that's hip or relatable, he thinks. He's he's a 40-year-old man who thinks he's relatable. He's not. Because his wife was... A millennial doesn't make him hip. That's a different topic I won't get into. Old dudes who get young girlfriends and think they're hip. Like, no, you just got money and you're gross. Uh, but yeah, you try to be hip and cool and do something viral to mask the fact that something else is going on seedy behind the, the scenes. But but Wendy's is clapping back at a partner, at, you know, the sister <laughs> brand. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Who, who was doing... It was... It was... um. Was it, it was crap? KFC and some Taco Bell or something? Yeah, that, like that. that happens where it was like Chips Ahoy and like um, another company. It was a craft or something. Yeah. But they were like the same. It was Kraft Heinz. That's what it was. Yeah. It was, I think it was Hellman's mayonnaise and like Kraft macaroni and cheese were going back and forth. Yeah. But they were like, wait a minute. Kraft Heinz, you guys are the same company. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, do they not know that we know that you're the same? Like, like for instance, like you know, Yum's brand, yeah, KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Like we know that you guys are under the same corporate umbrella, but you got mascots, so it looks like you guys are going toe to toe. It's like, yeah, no, you guys go to the same locker room after the game. Like, what are you doing? That that's annoying because that's also part of it, right? The whole thing about they say that you know in capitalism there's variety. It's like, but no, you you seen that chart? It's yeah. like seven companies have like 90% of the market share in your store. Yeah. Like if you think you're trying to boycott this one company, you're not really boycotting them. Right. You just get another label. Uh, so yeah, it's like when they do that, when they go clap back, like you said, back and forth on Twitter, they're masking the fact that they're the same umbrella. Yeah. But like, we don't want you to know that we are a large share of your grocery store right because you know um we want to give you the idea that you're getting a variety of things no like you know it's not going to stop where people kind of i don't want to say the phrase wake up i hate that phrase but like get more keen that's what i'll say about how these companies move online right they try to like wash their image like you know about the whole you see green washing pink washing um white white all the washing yeah. Where, like, they try to be environmentally safe or they care, they, they pretend to care about, like, minority groups, whether it's, like, LGBTQ or, you know, BIPOC people. Like, they pretend to care. So they'll use the language. Right. There's got to be a version of that in social media overall, which I think that's what they do. They just kind of, like, it's like, like astroturfing. It's like, yeah, this is, yeah, we are relatable. We are environmentally friendly, you know, buy our product. 
Did you ever, did you ever remember reading that headline about that uh, CIA uh, like YouTube video or like it was like a commercial or like a promotional video, and it was just like a voiceover of one of their employees or something, and like a snapshot of their life, and then right in the middle of it, there's it, she's just like. Uh, I am a cisgender millennial with generalized anxiety. I do remember that felt. Now that is something that like a forty-year-old wrote. That was like bizarre. Like hitting all the, you know, woke checkbox like check marks. That was wild. <laughs> like I remember when the Onion was hitting YouTube. Pretty like they don't. I wish they still did it. Like Onion put out some funny stuff ten years ago. Like that's something the Onion would have done. Where it's like the CIA the same CIA that goes to countries and starts wars over the price of bananas. Now they want, they, they're going after the woke, quote unquote, woke millennial crowd. You say, we don't even talk like that. Who talks like that? <laughs> like, they're going to stop down and say, I remember that. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching. Like, I'm like, is this happening? Like, it, it's almost as if it's a commercial they shot as a test run. But they put it out by accident. Yeah. They're like, oh, that wasn't the demo. You meant to put this one out. Oops, really? That's not good, but yeah, we're going to laugh at you. It's like the Pepsi thing where the kid, is it, which gender? Gender. I'm glad I don't know. Good. Kylie? Remember the, the Pepsi? Yeah, the yeah. The top of Pepsi? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that and was then it was like, yeah, uh, we made a mistake. But then it's the whole thing about outrage marketing, right? That's the opposite of what the CIA did. I think the CIA had, had no clue what they were doing. Right. And they were like... Like, this is good. It's like, you see the meme where it's like the two airplanes, the bomber planes. It's like Republicans, bomber plane. And then a Democrat, bomber plane with like rainbow oh, flag sticker, yeah. Black Lives Matter sticker. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's the same thing, but like... They're it's, polite it, about it. Yeah, it's like the, the whole meme about hire more women prison guards <laughs> and then like the government started unironically doing it like hiring more women had to go to Guantanamo it's like they're doing oh at the border because of the the border camps yeah it was like they're hiring more female border um it's not border patrol I guess it was Customs, it was like yeah. they're doing the thing but for real like the meme they're doing the meme in real life because you know it's just around the corner yeah it's like it's gonna get so absurd that it starts to parody itself and so yeah that CIA commercial was a that was wild I couldn't believe it I'm like this is gonna work on nobody did you sign in what did you sign in I did okay cool yeah cause I heard that and I thought this is live folks um thought Totra was out there probably was so got worried anyway cause quotas but yeah that CIA commercial it's it was mesmerizing yeah let me pose a question. You're you're a gamer streamer. What's your worst fear? <laughs> well, my worst fear is like standing up and I'm wearing boxers and my dolphin flops out on the stream <laughs> and then I get like banned permanently because my dolphin flopped out. Um, I do fear that really. I feel like, you know, like, oh, if I stand up, I gotta like <laughs> turn my chair and then walk. I stand right up and it's like cameras like ding-a-ling like ah crap well so it happens to streamers where like a boo pops out by accident yeah. and like they get banned like 
a woman has a maldrow wardrobe a maldrow well function a wardrobe malfunction and so but no um besides the dolphin it's probably like never getting never getting traction that is a fear like never getting like channel traction right no one like feeling like you're never going to get anybody to care about what you do that is a that's a fear because you spend the money getting the equipment you set aside four hours a day twiddling away at your controller or keyboard and no one no one tunes in like that's for real like I could imagine like you're like in a chasm of like emptiness right of like no one because Twitch is a wild it's a big wide world and you got streamers who are getting like 50,000 concurrent watch it's like have you seen like you know Hassan Piker Hassanabi he's like one of the top political streamers yeah his chat looks nuts it's like a roulette wheel I mean like, like um, I, it's too overwhelming I don't even know his like, twi- it just his, his chat just does like it's like a, a slot machine yeah he can't even see it and he streams 8 hours a day and I've seen some that get like a couple hundred of, and that seems like a lot like I couldn't imagine 50,000 concurrent like he recently had Grimes speaking to Elon Musk he had Grimes at his house talking to Grimes and I couldn't imagine what that chat looked like. It was probably just, and you got to think about he got the mods because you, because what happens is you know you get spammed with somebody swearing, yeah, throwing slurs in there. And you got to it's that's on you, which I think is unfair. That's on you to moderate other people's behavior. In your right. Chat. That's also like another fear. Getting too big. We'll look at that inside DJ Khaled suffering from success. <laughs> you know, you get too big, and then you got a lot of responsibility. Yeah, you got to hire like mods to police your comments yeah like and it because it it all lies on you yeah which I think is a little unfair um, because it happens to like LGBTQ streamers where they get hate rated oh yeah yeah but yeah. they get banned the, the the person who got hate rated gets banned but the ones doing the hate rating nothing happens to them like that's a broken system yeah so it's like a, it's on the spectrum of fears right like, no one caring about you but then you get so many eyeballs on you, you get so much traffic and traction that like you're responsible for the behavior of thousands of people. Right. Which couldn't sleep straight if that was me. Couldn't. But yeah, those are like the two spectrum on a spectrum of fear to me. And yeah, the reason I ask is I found this uh, article from The Verge. Um titled the twitch streamers who spend years broadcasting to no one this is back from uh 2018 by patricia hernandez um so i'll just read a little bit of this uh when john hopstad first descended into the virtual world of dark souls in 2013 his mission was to save a decaying world famed for its brutal and exacting gameplay dark souls is a popular game to live stream if you're going to die hundreds of times uh, you might as well perish with some digital company to lighten the mood. What Hopstad didn't know then was that this would be the start of an even more difficult journey to make connections with other people. Hopstad has been streaming to largely nobody for the last five years, and he's not alone in the pursuit. Uh, Twitch, the leading live streaming platform where people play games, make crafts, and showcase their day-to-day lives, attracts over 2 million broadcasters every month. The number grows each year thanks in part to how easy it has become to live stream and platforms like 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube also increasingly encourage people to share and watch live stories with the push of a button on your game console or phone. Uh, you can share whatever you're doing at that exact moment with friends and strangers alike. The rise of popular and profitable influencers on platforms like YouTube and Twitch has also made the idea of being an online influencer aspirational. Uh, some parents note that their children pretend to unbox toys to non-existent audience, um, and teachers report that their students often say they want to pursue, pursue YouTubing as a career. Uh, but when seemingly everyone wants to record footage or live stream, who ends up watching the content? Um, yeah, so that's, uh, uh, that's wild. Like, uh, I mean, it, I think it's just like an extension of, uh, I guess when some people, I guess, create anything, their fear is just that no one's gonna, like, like, even as an artist, it doesn't have to be live streaming, but just like, let's say putting out music or uh, putting up art online, you know, you, I guess some people might just do it because to say that they did it, or um, I know some people might just have it in the back of their mind, even if they're not overtly saying it, uh, that they want some modicum of success or, you know, uh, traction. Yeah. Like with streaming, cause we've seen it with, you know, was I guess that's like 2017, 2018 with like the Overwatch League and like how streamers and like esports like has like skyrocketed yeah. and turned people into celebrities and people wanted a piece of that, right? Right. And so... Because they see it I and mean, you see that and it's like, I can do it from my home. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, you need other equipment too. Like, yeah, like... The, you know, you can, if you don't want to build a machine, you can get a machine off the shelf for 1500 That's a competent gaming machine. And... You don't have to game anymore. No, you don't. Like, there's lifestyle streamers. There's, like, IRL streamers. We've seen them at Akon. Right. Uh, I forgot her name. Her name was Milk something. But she was an IRL streamer. She had, like, a... The selfie stick. Yeah. And she was walking around. I think the way, you like, you know, they donated certain money certain like dollar amounts you do certain things it's like or like you have to do certain things yeah some do it that way but like yeah I think because of the rise of like esports and it feels ten, it feels like you can go out and get it it's like right. well I, I play games I can do that like with YouTube right people get on you like people started at YouTube because they saw I was like oh I can be funny on camera I can make skits um now like the past, I want to say, four years, like is like the rise of like video essays. Right. If you remember early on in the 2010s, it was more about like skits, but with streaming, it's like ethereal, right? Like unless you record your streams, it's out there, right? right? Like you stream, and it would be costly to record it because you have to buy a lot of external hard drives to um, store it all, right? But that's even different, right? Because like if you're a YouTuber, like they said, you put a video up, it might get 10 views in a year. But then it, the algorithm catches it, and all of a sudden, you're getting a lot of traction. You've seen on YouTube where it's like, why is, am I getting recommended a video with like 500 views? And then... That ha that happened to me. Yeah. Like, There's like this one video I recorded. Do you remember the movie Her? Like, I'm not sure. Walking I know you're Phoenix? Not, yeah, Walking Phoenix. Yeah. I made like a silly video like 
around the time that that came out uh uh where i just have my phone in my like shirt pocket and i said like i'm not gonna say the name of the personal assistant but i said hey blank uh, <laughs> like will you go on a date with me or like will you have sex with me and then she said uh i don't understand or something like that uh and then that was the end of the video well, like, uh and, and then like i just like m you know months apart i'll get comments like why am i getting recommended <laughs> yeah that's funny like that's like the number one comment on like those random videos you right. know the comment section is like the algorithm showed me this. Like, it's 90% of the comments is right. the algorithm. The algorithm. But, like, with, um, yeah, with streaming, it's, like, it's ethereal. You're just opening up your OBS, your camera, your back, everything's set up, and you're, yeah. you're just recording, but not really, re you're streaming. And that's where it probably feels empty because you are you don't know if anybody is going to watch. Right. You, like a YouTube video. You just it, put it out there and then, you maybe. know, leave it. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, there's a, there's a greater than 1% chance. Streaming, probably less than that because people have, people have to go on Twitch. Right. People have to be looking for that particular thing you're doing. Like, right. whatever game you're streaming. Or Yeah, I think you can, like, search by game. Or something you can like search that. by game. You can, there's, like, there's, like, a strict... Uh, where to search on Twitch like music production is like the way you find music producers like there's no like like on Instagram how there's like infinite hashtags right Twitch has it set up to where they try and streamline it where if you're looking for it they do have the terms in which you will find that thing and like as a Twitch streamer you have to kind of be mindful of putting that in your tags in your uh, profile yeah but yeah that is yeah Twitch streaming is way is a different animal altogether because it's more, you know, with streaming, you are, it's more off the cuff. It's not rehearsed. Right. You are improving most of it. Yeah. Uh, with YouTube, you got infinite takes, right? Right. You can cut, splice, jump cut, which that was... Remember a, that? Yeah. yeah that <laughs> phenomenon. I like, the, I like the jump cutters that, like, are really extreme jump cut, and they're really good at it. There's one YouTuber I found. He's a small YouTuber. Like, maybe he has, like, 5K. His name is Turb. T-I-R-R-R-B, something like that. But, like, his jump cuts are unique because he jump cuts, but, like, the audio from the jump cut bleeds into the next jump cut. It's real unique how he does it. Yeah. And it's like you're being blitzed in the ear by talking. And um, another YouTuber does that. Like, they're young. Like, young, I mean, they're probably, like, 20, 21, like, really young YouTubers. Yeah. Like, they took the jump cut to the extreme. Another one named Ro Ramden. She, her jump cuts are like, she already is rapid fire talking. But like, yeah, with streaming, it's off the cuff. You kind of have to develop your personality. You kind of have to find the topic or the thing that you're going to talk about. You, right. Like it's, it might take you months to feel that out. Like, okay, this game is not in anymore. No one's playing like, you know, it used to be Fortnite. Before that, it was Call of Duty. You know, Minecraft is pretty much evergreen, I can imagine. Right. But remember when Fall Guys was like the thing of the, the, the flavor of the month. Um, GTA 5 is 
kind of always going to be around because the online component is just so vast. Right. But then, like, you know, that's what it comes with, too. You kind of have to have the budget to buy those games. It's like, okay, do I buy this game? Uh, is it worth it to put it in the time to get good at it? For like Apex or Valorant, stuff like that. Or it's a different animal altogether if you're going to stream like retro games because people have to be looking for that, right? Like you right. don't play Sonic, you don't play old Mario or what have you. Like that's probably where you're going to have to have a built-in audience because no one's going to be necessarily checking for some obscure retro game right you know they're going to be checking for like the new the new game right unless you're already like a name and people will consume anything you put out there like oh yeah i like this person that just happens to be playing castlevania or whatever 